0: Welcome to the Oscars. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone who's nominated. And here are the nominees for Best Director. And now, here are the nominees for Original Screenplay. Here are the outstanding nominees for Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role. Here are the nominees for Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role.
1: So here are the
0: nominees for Best Picture.
1: And the winner is Sally Field in Places in the Heart. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me.
0: Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry war! Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for putting me through what you put me through, but I'm here, and I'm happy. <laughs> um, I just want to, oh, here we go. OK, uh, the studio, I love you, and Cameron Crowe, and uh, Tom Cruise. I love you, brother. And the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land. <laughs> Warren, what did you do? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Holmes Movies Podcast, our 16th Alternative Oscars episode, or as we've referred to it in the past, as the An- Adam and An- the Anders and Adamy Awards. Uh, basically, yes, a bit of a mouthful. Basically, we go back and uh, rewrite Oscars history, right the wrongs, give the you know the, you know the, we we sort of decide who should have won and who, sh- you know who shouldn't have gone home, who shouldn't. They uh, get the concept. They get the concept. They they, get get the concept. Concept.
1: they, they understand. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but uh, they don't understand that we actually get in a DeLorean and go back in time, which is pretty cool. Um, it's already it's already confusing enough because we're talking about the eighty seventh Academy Awards from two thousand and four from two thousand and fifteen. That's about the films from two thousand and fourteen, and then you say it's the sixteenth and Academy Awards. It's like it, there's a lot of numbers. I think just 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 let's. Just Let them keep track here. Um,
0: Oh, wait, did I say 15 or 16? I meant 16. (laughs) You said said 16. I said 16. No, because when I was publishing the episodes, I realised I had made a mistake, and I realised that I can be a bit of an idiot sometimes. And um, I... Called an episode episode fourteen when it was supposed to be episode thirteen. So I, may, I guess it's like you know that thing with hotels where they don't have a floor thirteen because it's bad luck. So I skipped thirteen because I thought it would be, be bad luck. But uh, no, I just made a mistake. I just didn't check before I, you know, like send. Mm-hmm. Can we get on with the episode now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just Adam just had that face of like you're an idiot. <laughs> we can just forget. <laughs> Move on. <laughs>
1: I did. I just think I, this 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 might. I'm 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 slightly thinking we might be in danger of becoming quite boring. Um, but um, <laughs> fair enough. All right. Tell you what, so, though. Yeah. boring the Oscars. Um, because you know they're constantly getting um people excited, especially in this age of social media. And we're talking about the Oscars from 2015 release, talking about the films of 2014, the 87th Academy Awards. And this is so this is like in the age of Twitter, right? This is like
0: yeah In this the age is
1: of social media discourse
0: I try to avoid getting into like award season talk online because it can get very uh crazy and mental Stupid. and people are very opinionated and stuff and mm-hmm. it's just like I just avoid all that stuff and I'm just like I'm just gonna wait till Oscar night to see who wins and then I can be like okay they should have won and oh that person should have won and this was the year where I lo- I I always kind of liked watching the Oscars. And I think this was the year where I actually, my interest in the Oscars kind of went down a little bit. And I I don't watch them every other year. I, I don't watch them every year. I sort of, I, I kind of catch the highlights now.
1: I mean, I'm looking at, I went to the cinema quite a lot in 2014. Me too. I don't see a lot of films that really, you know, captured my imagination um, in a big way. There are certain films in there that I really liked, but... You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's a bit average, and a lot of films that were very hyped that I didn't think that much of, and yeah. So anyway, I'd love to get into it with you. Um, so yeah,
0: I I, I think there are some films in here that I enjoyed, and then there are the, some other films that are on here where I'm like, really, they nominated that film? Okay. Oh, so we're, now we're we're talking about the
1: nominees. Yeah, I was just looking at the films in general, but let's actually look at who won. And let's
0: change that. So which category do you want to start with? Why don't we why don't we start with Best Supporting Actor that went to JK Simmons for whiplash? And I don't have any problems with that. I think he deserved
1: it. I also agree with you because I I really like um I really like JK Simmons. I've always loved him in in you know, he steals the first Spider-Man film. He's terrific in um Remember Burn after reading. He has a wonderful cameo in Up in the Air. He's he's just Juno. Uh, you, know, you know he's he's such a good character actor, and um, I feel like this was a great decade for him, and he deservedly walked away with an Oscar. I am struggling to see other major candidates from the films that I have seen. You could maybe have given uh, like a, a sympathy vote to Michael Caine for Interstellar, um, but you know I don't. He's he's had enough accolades down the years.
0: Um, I think you could I have mean, maybe I'm, nominated Riz Ahmed for Nightcrawler because I thought he was really good in that. He was very good in that, um, but
1: not as good as J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Um, you've you've got your um, you know you've got your other sort of ensemble cast stuff in like Grand Budapest. Although Grand Budapest, I wonder if there's anything really Oscar worthy that emerges from that because it's kind of a film that is dominated by one performance in particular which we can get back to um i yeah. would say ethan Hawke in boyhood you could have done yeah um, definitely so but you know what it really is kind of jk simmons's oscar to keep so let's just let him keep it
0: yeah and he made a nice speech he said call your parents you know talk you know oh, talk yeah. To your parents. yeah yeah i saw Literally that really now nice that speech. i am a parent i uh, i agree mm-hmm. and, um, i
1: i wish my baby would call me more um she's only five months old so uh, <laughs> i have to wait um all right. Uh the so best supporting actress. Are we best supporting
0: actress went to uh Patricia Arquette for boyhood and she um she made a very impassionate speech that got the room all riled up. Well not riled up with excitement and yes and when she said that uh there should be equal pay for all actors, because you know, that's that's always that's been a bit bit of an issue with how much uh female actors get compared to male actors.
1: I think that uh that's a very good um That's a very good performance, and it's hard to argue with her nomination, to tell you the truth. So we're not doing great on the whole um, uh, redistributing stuff front.
0: I I do have one, and it's from a Xavier Dolan film called Mommy, which came out in 2014. It's a French-Canadian film, and um, it's, uh, it's the actress Suzanne Clement, who plays the character of Kyla in the in the film have you seen mommy have you heard of it no never heard of it never seen it it's basically it's set in like a sort of alternate. it's not like a dystopian film but it's set in an alternative w- world that it, everything's modern but they've introduced this thing where in in canada if like because it deals with mental illness and one of the characters has um what what is it that he has um adhd and attachment disorder and things and they've introduced and it's a, it's in a fictional canadian uh, fictional Canada where a political party that's come to power, they've introduced a law that if you have a troubled child, then you can basically place them in, in a hospital and then, then that's it basically. And, uh, yeah. And it sort of focuses on a mum trying to deal with her son who's just come home and and uh, Kyla is her neighbour who is in a sort of kind of a loveless marriage and lacking confidence and she has a stuttering problem and she tries to choose the boy. And there's a scene which is like really powerful where she like really gets in his face and really like says, basically, don't fuck with me or I'll fuck with you back kind of thing. And her performance in it is really good. And then there's like a really nice bond that kind of comes with these three characters um, great film, and she's great in it, so I would give her a nomination.
1: I would also nominate uh, Kelly Riley from um, Calvary. Oh yeah, good choice. Good shout. She plays uh, Brendan Gleeson's daughter. And you know who else could get a nomination? Rene Russo from Nightcrawler. Yeah, definitely. Great sort of comeback role for her. And... Um who else was I just thinking about Well, Laura Dern did get a nomination for wild and she was good in that. I still haven't seen wild. Oh, it's a fine film. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, else? um, well, that's pretty much what I got. Um, we're not doing brilliantly here. <laughs> no, I no, no. In the
0: two of January. No, no, I, I st- that's another film I haven't seen. Um, yeah. Well, I tell you what, you could you could say
1: um, uh, maybe uh, Emelda Staunton in Pride. That'd be a
0: nice. Oh yeah. Sympathy yeah. vote. That's a good sympathy vote. Yeah. Should we move on to best actress and best actor? Because so feel... we're just
1: we just get, we're just leaving it with um.
0: Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Uh, Patricia.
1: Fuck, yeah, I mean, I guess we have. I mean, it is a really good performance. I, I don't want to take it away from her. Okay, fine. So we're not doing, we're just actually just telling people who won Oscars in 2014.
0: Yeah. But I do feel so. like, I do feel like Kira Knightley is good in the imitation game, but I don't find her performance that worthy of an Oscar. Actually so I, isn't.
1: And that's a terrible film. So let's move on.
0: Yeah. So, best actor went to Eddie Redbane for The Theory of Everything. Okay. I think we could do something about this. Yeah. I, I, um, it because, should i should i should point out that i think this was the year where the hashtag oscars so white happened i think this was like the, that year yes yeah yes that, yes that's right um
1: why is the imitation game not coming up on my letterbox? have maybe i you not have, logged it maybe you haven't logged oh. it maybe it was part of the handicap maybe they told it <laughs> perhaps um, they told it <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, Imitation Game. Let's see, have I logged it? The Imitation Game, 2014. I have not logged it. Okay, two stars and take it. Uh, no. okay, great. Um, sorry for any Imitation Game fans out there.
0: Um, I was actually hoping that Michael Keaton would win it for Birdman because I thought that was a big comeback performance for him, and you know, I thought he was incredible in that film. I think you know the. I I know there's some things that you have with Birdman which we'll probably get to, but. I actually think Michael Keaton was great. I think he actually gave a much better and more well-rounded performance than I feel, you know, Eddie Redmayne did playing Stephen Hawking in The Theory of Everything.
1: I agree with that basically. Yeah, I enjoyed Birdman, but I was sort of exhausted by it. I didn't actually think it was that substantive in the end. Um but it was very creative. Yeah. And um I thought the casting of Michael Keaton was Brilliant, and he was um, extremely um, good in that role. I wonder why uh, David uh, Oyelowo didn't win for... Oye- is it Oyelowo? Oyelowo? Oye-lo-wo. Oye-lo-wo. I think it's Oy... Ah. I don't know why Oscar's so white, Holmes' movie's so idiotic. Um, <laughs> but um, him, the guy who played M. okay, like... He wasn't even nominated.
0: Nope.
1: That's bizarre. Um, like, I don't agree with just giving people nominations for biopics, but he was quite good in that. And there's, he was definitely better than Bradley Cooper was in American Sniper, which was awful.
0: I worked in um, this, I volunteered at a student bar one time in, in Copenhagen a few years ago. And there was one of the, there was an American uh, working on on with in my shift, uh, and she was talking about. She comes from like a town which is like very like patriotic and about the army and everything like that. And she was she told me that her parents went to like a screening of American Sniper, and then when the film ended, like everyone stood up and like clapped and did all and like that kind of thing. Yeah, you see, we didn't see Trump coming, did we? No, <laughs>
1: this, this is like this, this is the thing. <laughs> America is a weird place, and it was weird back then. Okay, so. Um ILOO for Selma. We could definitely nominate. We could take away Bradley Cooper's nomination, give it to him. I would also argue Jake that Jake Gyllenhaal for Nightcrawler. Jake Gyllenhaal should have. Oh, <laughs> did he should yes, have nominated? Jake Gyllenhaal. He should have not. He should have probably won.
0: Yeah, I was shocked when he. Didn't get a nomination because I, th- I mean, I went into Nightcrawler. I think he's,
1: I think he's better in Nightcrawler than than uh, Michael Keaton is in Birdman. I also, I was just going to say Vigo Mortensen in the 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 Argentinian film or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, weird movie. Um, he's very good in it. Um, but yeah, I think I think it should have been Gyllenhaal for Nightcrawler or Ralph Fiennes for Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, definitely. So one of those. I also or, think frankly, actually, excuse me, uh Timothy Spall in Mr. Turner. Very good performance.
0: I think he was nominated the year after that. What? In 2015. Or the, or the, the, and, I mean in, in the following in the following year. And, and and and
1: just to add another name to this groaning pile, Brendan Gleason in Calvary. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Calvary's a great film. That's such a great film. Yeah. Very, very good film. It was so um, funny. They they had like a secret because in my film school they had like a secret screening of like every other they used to, they had like secret screenings every other week. So you didn't know what the film it was. You know, you didn't know what the film was before you're about to watch it. Yeah, and, I understand
1: this was a secret
0: screening. Yeah, and they showed Calvary and then someone she, like, walked out because she didn't think it was that really good. I think I was busy at the time working on, like, a project, so I didn't get a chance to go see it. And I was, like, she was talking, about, we were sitting with a group of people and was like, oh, it's this is film about, like, a priest and he just goes around, like, talking to people and it's like, Calvary, that's a great film. That's a really terrible description of the film. It's, it's so much more than that. I mean, it, it, that is part of what happens in the
1: film. Yeah, uh, Okay. Is. So I think we should choose between Keaton, Finds and Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Just give it to Gyllenhaal. Agreed. All right,
0: move on. Yeah, so this went to Julianne Moore. And I think Julianne, this this, this felt like this is what they did the year after that with Leonardo DiCaprio because she's been nominated. Julianne Moore, she was nominated so many times and they were like, we got to give her an Oscar now. It's her time, and they gave it to her for a film where she plays a woman dealing with Alzheimer's. And the and I'm guessing a lot of people, Academy members, they love mental illness films and people with illnesses and things like that.
1: This is this is a classic
0: case of like Hollywood
1: taking a film about a real condition, yeah, that affects millions, and making it the most like difficult to identify with kind of manipulative trash um like this is it's a bourgeois family who live in manhattan and have a summer house somewhere like the hamptons or somewhere or like i don't know Cape uh you know so they're wealthy or whatever and they're all like good looking and they it, it is just a it's like this I will say I mean I, when I watched it I remember like crying because it was so like emotional or whatever but it is just yeah. such a like Hallmark movie I mean it, it's it's base. it's a bad film um and it is not uh it doesn't it, linger it is with you a good you. performance it, what
0: sorry it doesn't linger with you it's one of those films it's like the equivalent of reading like an airplane novel It's just like it's fine but it doesn't yeah. stick with you in a substantial way no
1: it doesn't stick with you it feels like a TV movie so I I I did not I did not care for it um and I do not think she should have won because although it's a good performance, it's not a great performance and it's in a bad film and she can do better. Uh, so I think well, she has that... well, she
0: has done better and she has been nominated for other films where she has done better. And I think she she just didn't get it that year because people are idiots. Uh, well, she got. But yeah. But she you mean she got it that year. Or yeah, I mean, she got it that year. Um, but I felt like it, I felt like there were other films where I feel like they were more justified. For, you know, I think she should have won it. No, I, I
1: see. I see. I see what you're saying. Um, I would
0: suggest as a
1: very very worthy candidate for this Oscar is um, Hilary Swank in The Homesman. Yes, but she's very very good in that film and is an extremely poignant performance. Um, so so depressing. And Actually, <laughs> it's so oh god, it's bleak, bleak as fuck. And actually, to me, that, that that's that feels like
0: a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. Have you got any other nominations? I would maybe say like Juliette Binoche from the film Clouds of Sils Maria which I've not seen. I speaking of another
1: non-English or American person um It's a it's a French Lisa film Lewin. but
0: it's in English, but it's a French production but it's in English.
1: Yeah. I was just going to put forward Lisa Lovin Kongsley from uh, Force Majeure. She's very good in that film. Oh yeah, good film. The the woman who plays it, the 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 the, the wife. mother of the family. Yeah. Um She's just really, really great in that. Um yeah. Theory of Everything. Who's in the Theory of Everything? Uh Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Yeah, boring. Um, so um let's see now. You know, I I, I know she she should, should not have won an Oscar for it, but I just love Sally Hawkins in Paddington, by the way. Yeah. yeah, she's wonderful. She should have at least been nominated. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, supporting yeah,
0: actress. Yeah. I think and also the woman that plays the mother in mommy and and Dorval. She should have been nominated. Uh, okay. Um, but, um,
1: but yeah, let's do, um, Hilary Swank, right?
0: Yeah, Hilary Swank.
1: Great. Right. What are we on to next? Uh, let's look at... What? We always forget about cinematography, so should we do cinematography?
0: Yeah, let's do cinematography. Uh, so, best cinematography went to Emmanuel Lubezki for Birdman.
1: Yeah, he's I mean, it's good cinematography, but I think we could do better, right?
0: The other nominations were Robert Yeoman for The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, that's... No, uh, Dick Pope, or as he was referred to during the the announcement of the nominees, Dick Poop, accidentally. Uh, Dick Poop. Yeah, the woman <laughs> who the was fuck? the woman the, who was reading who said out the, Dick Poop. The woman, I th- I can't remember who it was. It was like a president of the academy. Like she was reading, like it's she read the Polish names <laughs> who, who were nominated for Ida or Ida perfectly. But when she got, <laughs> yeah, but when she got to Dick Pope, she called him Dick Poop, <laughs> accidentally. <laughs>
1: I love that. Dick Poop. Well, I think Dick Poop should have won.
0: And Roger Deakins Deakins was nominated for Unbroken. The Yeah, but Roger
1: Deakins never wins anything. So um, let's see. Uh, I also think that the cinematographer Rodrigo Prieto for The Homesman could have been nominated or should have been nominated. Yeah. Um, I think that the cinematography was very good in the film Jauga, the one with Vigo, the weird one. Is that that Argentinian film? Yeah. yeah, I think it's Argentinian, right? Um, yeah. Details. Studios, countries, Argentina. Yes. Okay.
0: Hoyt van Hoytman, van for uh, Interstellar. The cinematography. Piss off! No, oh, um, the cinematography of that film was amazing. But it's a crap
1: film. Um, it, Timo, Timo Salminen for um uh, how, how, how 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 Cat, um, how cat. is... uh is uh, um uh he could have um he could have won he could have been nominated and who did the who did it for nightcrawler cinematography
0: of nightcrawler is brilliant oh uh robert Elswit he should have he should have been nominated as well uh one cinematographer who i think should have been nominated this is for a horror film uh mike gula, 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 gula. he did the cinematography on <laughs> he did the cinematography on uh, get out i think and uh, he did the cinematography for, well, for that the... Didn't me, 14. no 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 but it was a, it was a cinematography he did the cinematography on this film which he should have been nominated for because it is great it's it follows which um has this very cool 70s john carpenter look to it oh uh, yeah yeah sure well, let's chuck him a nomination as well um have, you, we ever seen, have you ever seen it follows
1: No, I've not I I no, no, I was too scared to go see it when it came out and haven't seen it since
0: so film. I, I watched it a second time a while ago and last year and it was I enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. It was a lot it was a lot more it was a lot scarier. Could I just interject for one moment? Because I want to tell you a story now,
1: a little bit about what I've been going through. In the last few months of my life, and as as you know, I'm a dad. You are, which means I get a lot less uh, sleep than I used to. And because I live in America, I have now also have to go back to work, but uh, on much less uh, sleep than I had before. And my productivity was really starting to suffer. Couldn't really focus because I didn't have enough sleep. I felt like I had too much to do. I couldn't remember what to. Uh, how to work Uh, and so I spent a lot of time just sitting at my desk staring at my computer and then I realized that I'd run out of time in the day and I had to get uh, to daycare to pick up Edith so I thought to myself well what I'll do is I'll up my coffee intake but you see the problem with doing that is that if you have a coffee at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and then you're trying to get to bed early so that you can try and catch up on sleep you can't sleep as well because of the caffeine, can you? You'll be wired. Exactly. So I had so I was wired. So, so so I had a real, you know, I was in a real pickle. And then I thought, there's got to be a better way. And that's when I discovered uh the good folks at Magic Mind. They they make these little shots that um are, give a a, a a an energy boost that improve focus, you know, really take the place and complement the the coffee and the other sources of caffeine in my life. And, um, you know, it has made a a huge difference. Difference. I, I feel like I can remember things better. I'm happier Um, uh, in the in the day. I'm, uh, I'm more bouncy. I'm less stressed and definitely sleeping better. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not usually uh, someone for the, you know, for trying new stuff and, and getting out of my lane. But I've got to say this, like, uh, this different way of releasing energy into my system is a uh, is definitely helping me focus uh, and, and have more mental energy the thing is about uh, this magic mind is that um, the ingredients are all uh, are all natural so you don't have to feel sort of weird uh, when you drink it and when worry that you're ingesting something that's going to um, you know melt your brain or turn your body into some kind of uh, radioactive lab it has matcha in it now you've heard of matcha right i've heard of matcha yeah matcha is nature's extended release caffeine it takes longer to release you see uh, the caffeine from matcha and so it helps to reduce all the stress that you get from uh that sort of hit of like espresso or coffee and and there are um there are really nice kind of like ancient ingredients in it as well. These are uh, medicinal uh, things like ashwagandha that's been used since like 8,000 years ago. Uh, it's an adaptogen that also reduces stress and anxiety. So there's lots of good stuff in this. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because uh, you out there, you Anders, you Dougie, uh, and other listeners uh, can enjoy um, Magic Mind if you go to uh www.magicmind.com/homes that's h o l m e s and uh you if you do that in the next um 10 days uh and use the code homes20 that's h o l m e s 20 you could get up to 56% off your subscription uh to magic mind which i highly recommend it is a a, a, a fantastic um uh source of uh energy and focus and i uh, i really think that if you're having trouble uh, being at 100% on some days uh, you know you would uh, you would benefit from uh, from trying it out so um you know i i swear by it i'm i'm definitely going to keep uh, keep drinking these little energy sh- uh, energy shots so once again www.magicmind.com/homes h o l m e s use the offer code homes20 uh for uh for your discount um so uh Yeah. Magic Mind. Check it out. say i agree with you that the cinematography on interstellar is one of the better things about the film so to the music but everything else about that film especially the matt damon bit i find really irritating um it's just so like it's like a good idea and they just it doesn't land at all um who who else uh because I'm thinking it might need to be dick poop. It could be dick poop, or the set, or the guy, or the um, Homesman or Nightcrawler. But I mean, those are my; those are basically the ones I would pick up.
0: I definitely give it to Nightcrawler because, like, he did a really good job with that. The just to get that kind of neo noir.
1: What about but Mr. Turner with the light? And it's a film about Turner for God's sake, and he manages to actually make the film look like a Turner painting.
0: I haven't seen it, so I can't say.
1: Alright, well okay, fine. So we've both seen Nightcrawler. Let's give it to who did it for Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler.
0: Robert Ellsworth. Was, he was um he was uh whatchamacallit, um uh Paul Thomas Anderson's go-to cinematographer. Uh oh yes, he did the There Will Be Blood. Okay. Yes, so let's give it to
1: Robert Ellsworth for Nightcrawler. Um so uh
0: next category. So editing went to Whiplash and it completely deserved the editing Oscar for that film because it's so well paced and cut together especially in all the music scenes yeah. I am no problem with that uh, Interstellar won best visual effects I think it could have either gone to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes or Guardians of the Galaxy I don't care enough uh,
1: but Guardians of the Galaxy was a lot better than Insta- Interstellar so um, maybe we should give it to them but then again it's a Marvel movie so I'm like, mm. but yeah, yeah. true. What about the Lego movie?
0: Well, that was I mean, good. yeah, I mean, here's well, that's my, an animation. Well, it's animation. This is this is where I have a little bit of a. This is my little pet peeve with um this Oscars. The Lego Movie was not nominated for Best Animated Feature Film, and it should have been nominated. That is a bad. You 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 made a bad choice, PT. Yes,
1: they did a bad. They, that was that is bad because that is a good. That's a good animation.
0: I mean, no. No disrespect to Big Hero 6, it's a really nice film and it's very touching, but it's not the Lego movie and the Lego movie should have won.
1: Yeah, okay, agreed. So we've just we've just taken away the animation Oscar from Big Hero 6 and given it to the Lego movie. So now, which one were we on again? Visual effects. Okay, so let's just give it to Guardians of the Galaxy
0: and move on. Yeah. Uh, Budapest, Grand Budapest Hotel got production design, makeup and hair styling, and costume design. I think it deserved all of those. Yes, agreed. Uh, sound mixing went to Whiplash, again. Very are we
1: really wh- doing, are we doing sound mixing, Anders? Are we really going to go through every category? Can't we just do sound mixing for the Patreon subscribers or something? Because I don't think anyone cares. Okay,
0: fine. Are um, you yeah, sure? Whiplash? Yeah, great. But, uh, fine. Uh, best original score, that went to Alexander Desplat for Grand Budapest Hotel. 100% agree. Yeah. Um... Let's go to the screenplay categories. Let's start with Best Original Screenplay which went to Birdman. I
1: have to say
0: that Grand Budapest which was nominated as well,
1: I think should have won it. Grand Budapest is such a delightful screenplay and it has but I think it's it, really I think it really is like one of his very best films. Um, it is such
0: a delight. But wouldn't that fall under um Best Adapted Screenplay because it's based on like stories by Stefan Zweig?
1: the fuck is it doing in the original screenplay category then on wikipedia
0: oh was it oh my bad sorry <laughs> i didn't see it there. Is
1: it based on stories by stefan spike yeah, it
0: was it was inspired by the works of stefan spike well yeah but like birdman's inspired by batman It doesn't mean it, you know okay like- fine 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 okay so yeah it grand budapest should have should have got it Yeah, I think so. Or Nightcrawler, because the screenplay for Nightcrawler is also very good. That's also true. Um, I still think Grand Budapest. Yeah. Should we give it to Grand Budapest?
1: Yeah. Oh! uh, Another, sorry, a late shout for best supporting
0: actor is Dominic West in uh, Pride. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's so good in that movie. He's amazing. Who did we give it to? Uh, JK Simmons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. That's why we didn't spend that much
1: time on that category. Uh, Okay, so Grand Budapest, best original, uh, best adapted screenplay. You've got the imitation. Imitation Game is is not a good script. Uh, American Sniper was also nominated, not a good script. Inherent Vice, bad film. Theory of Everything, crap. Whiplash, good film, should have won. Uh,
0: Yeah, there are other. Adapted screenplays. So surely we can find something better. What the fuck is going on this year? I will say this. Graham Moore, who won the Oscar, he did make a very... He made a very interesting speech, very poignant speech, because he was talking about, like, at one point he did consider suicide, and he didn't, and he kept what? on. And he said... He gave a plea to people saying, if you feel like you're weird and you're an outsider, just keep going. You'll you'll get there in the end.
1: Which one did he... Sorry, which did he do the... the, the he, he, wrote,
0: he wrote the screenplay for The
1: Imitation Game. Oh, well, uh, obviously... Um, with due respect to his mental health, uh, you wrote a bad script, Petey. Um, the, the you know what could have won best screenplay actually, and I'm not just taking the piss here is Paddington, but best adapted screenplay. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Because that takes a classic children's story and it updates it perfectly to the 2010s. Like that's yeah. surely what you're talking about with an adapted. You know, it's a perfect filmatization of a book. That is true. I think it should have
0: won. I, I, am I wrong? No, I'm not always splitting hairs here. Yeah. Um, I think we should give it to Paddington. Yeah, definitely. But you weren't right. so keen on Paddington, were you? I'll give it four fucking stars, mate. <laughs> okay. But you weren't so keen on the sequel.
1: I'll give it three and a half stars. What are you fucking talking about?
0: Okay. I five, love three. those films. Fair enough. I gave them all like five stars because they're so Yeah, but good. You're,
1: you're mental. Yep.
0: But that's I mean, like,
1: I give <laughs> the godfather five stars. You know, like I mean um, right, uh, where were we? Um, we're
0: we're we now doing? on. We're now on best director.
1: Ooh. So was it was won by Alex, Alejandro González Iñarritu for Birdman. Yeah, Alejandro
0: González Iñarritu, who would win the following year for The Revenant? So he won two years in a good row. Good little, good little stretch there. I mean, it's a really
1: well directed film. It's hard to argue with that
0: um well it was the year it was like boyhood versus birdman it was either going to go to richard Linklater <laughs> later for boyhood or it was going to go to uh it was going to go to him alejandro for uh for uh for birdman
1: yeah i mean i do think you could have nominated tommy lee jones for the homesman personally um yeah true I think obviously Wes sanderson was nominated but i think he could have been in with a shout
0: Yeah, I thought Bennett Miller did a good job with Foxcatcher, even though I'm not so keen on the film. I think he did a very good job with it. Or, like, there were a lot of people talking about it online. Ava DuVernay for Selma. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The problem with Selma is I think she's done better stuff, and I think that it's a good film. It's not a great film. And those are my opinions on it. Uh, I think um, you know another film that I, I do think Force Majeure, Ruben Ostlund could have been nominated yeah. for Force Majeure. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, that's just a really fun, really original movie, and it's very well done. Um, I, as an action fan, I as and I also feel that Oscars don't. Th- this is another thing. There should be an there should be a category for best stunts or best stunt work, and I don't 100%. feel and. The work that Chad Stelhesky and keanu Reeves have done with the John Wick films is amazing. Like they really define action cinema for like this for the last few years. And I think Chad Stelhesky did a great job with the first John. Wick. I mean, he's done a great job with all the John Wick films. Like there's some scenes in John Wick Four, which came out last year, where I was just like, "That's amazing." And there's some an amazing things in this as well. Like it's just, I mean, I fucking John Wick is amazing. It's like. It's like I, really, I need to I need to see the John Wick movies. I yeah it's not what you did, son, it's who you did it to. That fucking nobody that fucking nobody was John Wick. Um I yeah. saw him kill six men with a pencil, with a fucking pencil. Yeah. Um
1: but good. Uh so um best director, I mean. What about Ruben Ostlund? I mean, could you consider yeah. him? Or would you say it, it's got to be Inarito's year? And Wes Anderson?
0: And, uh, and then, of course, Dan Gilroy for Nightcrawler. Or, uh, I mean, I haven't seen the film, but would you maybe add in Mike Lee's name for Mr. Turner? Yes, you could certainly nominate him. Um, I
1: do think Mr. Turner could have been a tiny bit shorter than it was. Um,
0: but... Um really good film. Uh also, I mean, also I mean, I mean, this is it's been a while since like anime. Would, would you consider Phil Lord and Christopher Miller getting director nominations for 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 the Lego film? No. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was that good. Um
1: I think for me it's gotta be Ostman, Gilroy or Wes Anderson or Wayne Ritu.
0: Yeah, one of those
1: guys. I can't remember who directed it. <laughs> oh uh. Lisandro Alonso. But that's a kind of interesting
0: film. Um yeah, the Oscars would never But, have it's... Been... but it's weird. Um, yeah. and... I mean I know it's not I know it's not a film that you I mean Damien Chazelle for Whiplash, he could have easily got a director nomination. Could have done it, yeah. Easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. More so than he did for La La Land, which he got a he got his Oscar for that film. I'll
1: never understand
0: that. Um I mean, okay, I mean who, who, who are you giving it to? Uh yeah, I think I mean Inuritu did a very good job. I mean it is a, I mean Birdman is a very well choreographed and put together film. No, I'm not giving it best picture. No, 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 I wouldn't give a best picture, but I definitely think he did a really good job directing it. I mean, I'm sort of tossed between both in and link later because link later i mean he directed that film over 12 years That's ago. true
1: richard Linklater, boyhood yeah
0: and he's doing it mm. again he's he's doing another film that he's going to shoot over over a 20-year period merrily we roll merrily we roll along okay that might be getting a bit silly now
1: um but uh I mean, by fine. the time
0: i mean by the time he's done filming we'll probably all be
1: dead yeah exactly um <laughs> fine let's give it to you for birdman and then um
0: and then let's give a different film Best Picture. Yeah, this was... That, yeah, Sean Penn, he was he was presenting the Best Picture Oscar, and he got a lot of shit online because he said, before he read Inuritu's name, he's like, who gave this son of a bitch a green card? And the winner is Birdman.
1: Why did he say that?
0: As a joke. But, I mean, Inyoritu took it in his stride, but, like, you know, everyone it's online... It's a weird thing to say. I'm slightly sinister. <laughs> what is he... What? I mean, you're a green card Hard to come and do a film. You can, you know, we what, what talking about Sean, but well, Sean Penn is a very weird man. He's class, isn't he? He's uh, right, in, he's been living in his like angry man phase for a very long time. Oh, poor guy. Okay. Um, right, it's not okay. the best film. Of let's the year. let's read all the nominations, including Birdman. Okay, so Birdman was the winner. American Sniper, Boyhood. Jesus the Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Half those films
1: need to be off that list, and be replaced by other films. So you need you need to have you need to have Nightcrawler in there instead yeah. of fucking American Sniper or Imitation Game or Theory of Everything. Yes, um, you need to have Force Majeure in there. You need to have The Homesman in there. And you need to have Grand, well, Grand Budapest is in there, right? Yeah. Yes. So for me, it's Grand Budapest. It's
0: my favorite film of the year. So yeah. That's the one I would pick. Yeah. I definitely pick that. Either that or Boyhood. I think Boyhood should have maybe.
1: Well, you won- see, I would definitely pick that. Either that or something. Else, so then you wouldn't definitely pick that.
0: No, I, I would probably go with Boyhood. I just, I, remember just coming out of that film being like, because it was like, you know, looking through, it's like, it was like, you know, it was sort of weird. Not as good as Grand, but think about all the times you've rewatched Grand Budapest. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, you make a good point. It's, it's better. It's such a good film. It's one of his best movies. I, I, would say, my- I would say Nightcrawler does have some very interesting I mean it's it's I mean Nightcrawler is a film that's incredibly relevant in the world of the way that media is you know today. there's
1: so many there's so many little like breadcrumbs for what's coming down the pike uh, in terms of the shit that's gonna happen in our world. And like yeah. you look at Nightcrawler and you look at American Sniper. You're know, like, yeah, American Cyber was really popular that year, and um, I mean, fucking hell, man, with like George Floyd and stuff, like it's really there's, yeah. there's like some impressive. not that like obviously in Nightcrawler, it's filming people, you know, showing filming people having a miserable time or getting killed or getting an accident and then, you know, it's presenting it the voyeurism of our culture negatively. But you know, you but you see how essentially it, it, it portrays the ways in which in this era everyone is their own news. Room yeah. um or has the ability to create you know news content. Um it, so I I do think it's a really worthy uh, nominee. I just yeah. I just love Grand Budapest. I mean that's Grand Budapest is such a good film. And then the, what I was saying about American Sniper is that it was terrible. It's basically a film that condones a kind of imperialist, like racist imperialism and and glorifies killing and um like the nobility, like the the flag wavingness is just so is so over the top. Um, I, I actually hate that movie. Um, and everything it stands for, and and it was directed by Clint Eastwood, who was still adored at this time. And it's like I don't think it would have even got near the podium in maybe the next year or the year after that because of Trump. And I I just feel like, but it but it shows the ways in which like that kind of. Weird sort of slightly angry patriotism was there in the culture, and we and the stuff that led to Trump, and we just didn't pick up on it. So it's kind of an interesting artifact.
0: Um, but also, like as a film, it's it doesn't really know what it wants to say. Is it a film about what it's the shit? Guy-
1: it's a yeah. shit film. It's got a, it's got a toy baby in it. It's 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 really like disjointed. It's badly directed. The performances a turd, and it's like. It it makes, it takes, it's, it runs with the whole Islamophobia thing. It doesn't examine or analyze or anything. It doesn't, you know, it takes clearly what, you know, what was quite an interesting story about this guy who ended up getting killed
0: by someone, by with, some, PTSD by someone with PTSD who he was trying to help. Right,
1: and it doesn't but it doesn't really look at PTSD in any way. The whole film should have been about the PTSD angle I and mean, instead the whole film yeah. is about like an apologia for the Iraq war and like look we you know we were right to be killing these people and even like the final shout out is like really difficult to follow and poorly shot so you know fuck that movie. Um right. Um Grand Budapest Best Picture, right? Yes, okay. Right. Okay. Good.
0: Um, we do you wanna, these were the people who were uh, some of the people who nom- who got honorary Oscars this year. Oh, yeah. Do tell. So, Harry Belafonte, the late great Harry Belafonte. Oh, good man. Hayao uh, Haya Miyazaki, who recently just had a new film come out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think, I, I believe she was one of the last of the Hollywood, go- of. I mean, probably was the last of the Hollywood Golden Age, um, Marina O'Hara. Did she get an honorary Oscar in, in 2014? Yeah, she got, a, she got an honorary Oscar at the uh, governor Governor Awards in uh, in uh, in Los Angeles on November 8th, 2014. Oh, that's lovely. Well, there and you she go. And she passed um, away in November of that year in 2015. So you said she to go November
1: November 2014, she got the honorary Oscar. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she got it. the
0: honorary Oscar, and then she passed away in October 2015. Hmm. But they were but um, they were at, but they were at, they they showed like snippets of the governor's award and they were in the audience, so yeah. So what's the governor's award? Why is this different from the Oscars? Well, it's like they celebrate people who you know have contributed a lot to cinema, basically. Well, can't they do that at the Oscars? Well, I just cause then it would just be long and people have things to do. Well, I guess. Yeah. Um right. Okay, cool. Well, I I love Marina O'Hara. Glad she got some recognition
1: well that was fun any other shit who was it who hosted that year
0: uh neil patrick harris i thought he did a very terrible job of hosting yeah. do you know um, i was thinking about this today there's one held, pers- oh, we, we we didn't even say we didn't even say where it was it was on february the 22nd 2015 and it was held at the dolby theater yeah there's one person i was thinking about this just before we started recording there's one person who i think could have done a good job at hosting that was Robin Williams. I think he should have been a host at one point.
1: Oh my gosh. Can you imagine, though? He would have been such... He would have been improvising all over the place. They never would
0: have had that. But yeah. Um, but I feel like he can... Maybe they should have... I think he he would have been you able to what? give a good time. It would have been like Billy Crystal back in the day. It would have been nice to have that kind of old classic feel. Like, when he was even at the Oscars and presenting awards, he was very funny. Like, he was great. Oh, I don't disagree. I'm just saying,
1: I think the the Academy wouldn't have had it. But I mean, You could yeah. have changed it if you Imagine this. Donald Trump is sitting around and he's thinking about running for president because no one likes him and he wants attention. What if you let him host the Oscars and maybe that gives him, that distracts him long enough that he doesn't run for president and then the world is in a better place? Yeah, well. Because I think Donald Trump would actually be a really good Oscars host.
0: Really? Like a terrible
1: Oscars host. Like he'd be very, he'd be very funny, you know, reading out the nominations. Overrated, uh, you know, be like
0: <laughs> American Sniper, amazing.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, so I, I mean, it certainly would have been good telly. Um, well, he definitely so wouldn't. That, he wouldn't know.
0: have been happy with a Mexican winning an Oscar. Oh no! Uh, and he no, wasn't happy when, he and he wasn't be- happy when Bong Joon Ho won for Parasite that year.
1: Yeah, but he was a politician then. So maybe it could have been de- well he'd already announced he was running. Anyway, uh it's so depressing. I just look at these years and like all the like years leading up to 2016 and you're like, "Oh, that was a completely different time." Um, Brexit yes, was about um, to happen as well. Yeah, fucking hell. Um so uh cool. Well, what what do we do next time? Should we let, uh, let's go back. Let's go back in time.
0: Yeah, let's go back in time. I like the sort of symmetry where we go old Oscars and then fairly new Oscars, so let's go, let's do an old Oscars. Uh, Let me, sure uh... The listeners appreciate it. Right. Um... I feel like we should go back to, like, the 40s or something. 40s? Alright, okay, I'm just gonna pick a random year. 1949. So the Oscars celebrating the films of 1948? No, uh, yeah, yeah, no, the films take, no, sorry, it it was held in 1950, but it's the, it's the Oscars that celebrates the films of 1949. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. Let's do it. Yeah. So next episode, we're going to be looking at the 22nd Academy Awards. All right, cool. I might have to do a bit of research for this one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I I might need to watch some films from 1949.
0: Um... But um, but that's fun. According to Letterboxd, I I definitely do need to do some research because I uh, according to Letterboxd, I've only seen fourteen films from nineteen forty nine. Well, that's not bad.
1: It's yeah. Probably about the same amount that I've seen, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, right. that's the year the Red Shoes came out, isn't it? No, that's no, that's not. Um, but um, oh, but there's plenty of plenty of great movies in uh, in nineteen forty nine. So. Yeah, lots to, lots to dig into.
0: Alright, so anyway, yeah, so that has been another episode of the Hose Movies Podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed us going back, listening to us go back in time to 2015 and changing things around for the better. Indeed.
1: Um, and uh, if you don't agree with our assessments of anything, then you can uh, shove it up your smoke and pipe it.
0: Well I um, mean but like we've said on the top ten episodes, um, lists are bullshit. And I guess this is also bullshit as well in what we what we think who should have won. Well, it's also it's it's like we're not actually going back in time. I mean anyone who believes that needs to have the head examined. But
1: Um, Yeah, obviously it's all crap and we're just having fun and it's a movie podcast so why on earth would you get angry about it? Um, You can just turn it off. But you know what we'd rather you did is go and give us a five-star rating on iTunes because apparently that's a good thing to do and on Spotify. Or give us a follow on Instagram. Yeah, give us a follow on Instagram because we actually do some pretty top-notch content on there. Trivia Tuesday is so much fun and more people should like our posts because... More effort goes into those than actually this, the recording of the podcast. Um, and and uh, five-star and five and, star
0: Fridays as well. Five-star Fridays, good. We do the Thirsty Thursday posts. They're a lot of fun. And um, I got a new yeah, one. We do some wacky Wednesdays. Like a weird image no, from... No,
1: don't, a- don't do Wacky Wednesdays. What are we, Wacky Wednesdays? It sounds like the kind of thing a family restaurant would do in like the 1990s. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What, what What
0: is Wacky Wednesdays? I don't know, like a crazy... Story that happened during a film's production or something. Oh, no, we're not doing so much, so much work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, look,
1: I have to go to a Zoom meeting in four minutes. So, yeah, yeah, what's okay. the Instagram
0: account? Yes. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, it's all in the episode. What's the name of the Instagram
1: account? Oh, yeah. Sorry. At Holmes Movies Pod. Yes. And we're on Letterboxd as well. And you can follow us on Twitter, although we're not really tweeting anymore. And uh give us an email at Holmes at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Time to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I, it's, yes. Bye. I had to have work. <laughs> Goodbye.